Hey, y'all, before I get into this week's episode, a couple of things I need to go ahead and um, let you guys know of. Number one, thank you for supporting the Blank Project. Um, really grateful for um, what it has looked like in its imperfections um, this season and you guys just riding the wave out with me I'm just super grateful uh, if you like what you're listening to then please do not forget to uh, comment um, rate review the stars I always appreciate those super grateful we love instant gratification in this microwave world um, number two uh when I was recording this, things were a little wonky. So if the audio isn't really that great or there's a little cutting out, it is definitely me. It is not you. Just stick with me. Um, the information is still good. The conversation is still good. And um, I'm excited about the dialogue that could potentially happen from this conversation. Last but not least, um, not very long, but they're is a little bit of time where miscarriage comes up. Uh, and so for those of you, um, even though it's not even like not even five minutes, I, I want to bring that to your attention because I don't want you to listen to this episode and anything be triggering for you. Um, if you're cool with that, fine. If you're not, I will have the timestamp in the details I don't even think it's like a full minute, but I do want to make sure that I'm honoring um, the listeners of the Blank Project um, in their hearts and not doing anything to be detrimental. Uh, lastly, but definitely not least, um, for those who have experienced with child loss, um, I just want you to know that I see you, um, that I value you, um, that there is nothing wrong with you and wherever you are in your parenthood journey um my prayer is uh that you find peace um and then you um find joy in whatever that looks like all right let's uh get to the show Welcome to the Blank Project Podcast, where we fill in the blank with whatever you want, whatever you need, wherever you are. No judgment or expectations. And I'm your host, Aspen, aka AG. And I'm so excited um, because um, it's 2022 and I am interested in a, an array of things. And one of those things for the past couple of years um I mean honestly has been birth I've had I have so many new nieces and nephews and I'm just amazed and like enthralled by the woman's ability to give birth and 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 all of those things and because I am not a mother and I don't really have any intentions to be one especially not anytime soon I figured what was the best way then to talk about someone who is just as amazed, just as excited about birth as I am, um, and has made a career shift to be able to focus on that and help other mothers to um, have really positive birthing experiences. And so I'm so excited to have Francesca Albright with us today. She is a 
full-time athletic trainer turned stay-at-home mom turned birth lover she has her bachelor's in athletic training a master's in psychology and she is a certified birth boot camp instructor but above all that she is the mastermind creator just all things birth education um under liberated labor and delivery uh in the k in katie texas and so i'm so excited to have her today hi francesca how are you doing hi aspen i am doing great how are you i am i am super excited to have you i think this is so fun because you're so enthusiastic i I only want to talk to people that really enjoy what they're talking about. And so I'm just excited to kind of <laughs> to learn from you um, because you just, I, I think you are naturally a great teacher and you, your personality really shines. And so, um, yeah, we're just, we're just going to get right into it. So um, did a quick little summary and I talked about you being a birth boot camp in um uh, instructor but for those that don't know exactly what that is can you kind of explain what that looks like or how you would introduce yourself to someone yeah so birth boot camp is um a company based in i believe i mean the ceo right now lives in utah um it's i mean just a, a birth company so we do um we have instructors and doulas, and they just launched a postpartum doula training program. So we have um, doulas that are specifically for like after you have the baby, that'll help you for a couple of weeks once you're home and settled. Um, and so birth boot camp, like part of the reason that they they call it birth boot camp um, is because it it prepares you, um, you know, for the the hard things. I mean, parenting is definitely not for the faint of heart. Um, especially as a first time parent, there's so many things that you don't even, you don't even think to, to think about, to think that, oh, this might be an issue. Um, and so, you know, as an instructor, um, I teach classes. Um, right now I teach at the birth center, um, in Katy and I, we, we teach everything. I mean, it's not just, um, you know, natural birth, it's hospital births. It's, you know, um, epidurals and, you know, whatever, whatever you're envisioning for your birth, it's, it's just, it's just really high quality, um, education on, on birth and kind of what to expect. That's so cool. And, um, I think that's really nice because it, you know, the center is giving a little bit of everything for everybody. Um, but <laughs> you didn't start off with doing or, focusing on birth you your academic background is a little different so um <laughs> I just I want to know what that transition was like for you from going to school for athletic training then a master's in psychology and um how you kind of came into um the world of birthing and how does your past experience um, impact your life now as a stay-at-home mom and as an instructor yeah. So I went to Baylor for athletic training. Um, I did it as a student in high school. And, um, when I got into it, I was like, Oh, I think I want to be a physical therapist. And then, you know, I started working with our football team and, um, really enjoyed that. I, I you know, I, I liked the, the athletic part of it. Whereas the more I learned about PT, it was kind of mostly like elderly and, um, stuff like that. And I just thought that would be less fun. And so, <laughs> 
Um, I got into athletic training, I graduated from Baylor in that, um, in athletic training. And I worked as an athletic trainer for five years. Um, and then the master's in psychology, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, I did not think I wanted to go to grad school and then I got an opportunity for grad school and, um, it was like an online thing where I was a grad assistant at a high school full-time basically. Um, and so at that point there was like, you know, grad school takes a lot of prep to get into. If, if you, um, if you think about it ahead of time, you got to take the GRE and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I did not yeah. do that because I was not planning on going to grad school. So my options were limited. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to do either business or education, but with education, you had to do, um, like student teaching. And I mean, as a full-time athletic trainer, there's not really a whole lot of wiggle room there. So I just kind of went with psychology. And I mean, obviously it, it relates to sports and, you know, working with people every day. So it's not like it was useless. It just wasn't really what I was like passionate right. about. Um, so yeah, I got that in 2018. Um, and I worked at two different schools um, here in the Katy area. And then I got married in March of 2020, um, right when, you know, <laughs> COVID all happened and everything shut down, yeah. got pregnant. Um, and I actually, so what kind of got me interested in birth and coming COVID, the whole pandemic had a lot to do with it, but um I had had a previous miscarriage and the way that my OB handled it, um, was not great. We obviously, we weren't married yet, so we weren't mm -hmm. trying and it was very early. And so she basically was like, that's what like, Oh, you weren't trying and it was early. So you're fine. Um, so I was like, well, <laughs> uh, I do not want to see her again. And I, you know, working full-time planning a wedding, I was like, I don't have time to interview, a bunch of OBs to see if, you know, they really have the same values. And so I know that midwives have, um, typically a little bit more, they're more like natural minded and stuff like that. So I was like, well, we'll just, we'll just go to this birth center and see, and mind you, we weren't even married yet. Like I was just like, I just want to go see like if we connect with any right. of them. And so right. before we got married, we had a midwife. I was like, okay, that's actually kind of awesome. Like thinking. just in case we do this honeymoon thing too well, we already have that one thing squared <laughs> away. <laughs> Yes. Literally got a pregnancy, like got a positive pregnancy test. I texted my midwife and she was like, Oh, Hey, come in, do in, come in for blood work today. And so it was like, <laughs> it was perfect with that. I mean, with an OB, you've got to wait like yeah. weeks typically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that kind of opened my eyes to just how, how the medical system can be. Um, and then obviously with all the COVID stuff, um, and I mean, not having to work as I was working in a high school. And so those obviously all closed down. And so I had months and months and months of free time. Um, when I first found out that I was pregnant to just do all this research and, um, I had to take, so the birth center that I gave birth at, we have to take a, um, birth class. Like they require first time parents to take a, a birth class, which is fantastic. Um, and so I took a birth boot camp class, um, with my husband and, during that, I signed up to become a birth boot camp instructor. Like, I think we were like four weeks in and I was like, yeah, I, I love this. <laughs> um, it was just so interesting to me to learn, to learn, like, I mean, what birth really is and what it can be. Um, because, you know, I mean, most people go into birth having 
no idea what it's like. They they reference movies where the mom's water breaks and then all of a sudden she's like screaming in pain. And that's just like not really realistic for the yeah. most part. Um, and so I was like, well, I would love to, you know, we had talked about me possibly quitting my job once we had him um, maybe at the end of the school year um, and that kind of stuff. And so obviously I wanted to bring in a little bit of money somehow and do something that I really felt passionate about. And so birth seemed like the perfect, um, kind of, kind of leeway into this mostly stay at home mom life. Um, and so I actually just taught my first class last week. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. So that was exciting. (laughs) That is so cool. I'm just, I'm so happy for you. So like you're all, you're still on the high from your first class. So I want to know, um, What's been the most fulfilling and the most challenging part about this part of your life, like this section of life? What's been the most fulfilling and the most challenging? Um, I mean, most fulfilling, honestly, is getting to stay home, like getting the opportunity to stay home with um, Charlie, my son. Um, I know not everyone has the opportunity to do that, and so I'm just super, you know, thankful that I have a supportive husband and. Um, you know, family all around us to, to support, support that decision. Um, so that's been really fulfilling because we really honestly, so we talked about me being a stay at home mom, um, at the end of the school year, like I said, he was born in November. (laughs) Uh, I did not go back to work after he was born. And so we had made that decision maybe like a month, month or month to like six weeks before he was born. So it's not like it was a last minute decision, but right. Initially we had plans, I take like, you know, 12 weeks and then go back and then just quit at the end of the school year. And I just couldn't do it. (laughs) I was like, I just can't. So I'm thankful um, for that. And that's been super fulfilling. I would say maybe the the most challenging part um, is just, I mean, like I said, so I quit my job in November. It is now, um, can I say when, when we're recording this, even though it's coming out like months from now? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, it's October now. Yes, it um, is October. <laughs> of, yeah, of 2021. Um, and I, like I said, I just taught my first class. So it's right. been almost a year. Um, and so, you know, financially, it's been a little difficult. Um, just kind of transitioning because I'm um, a bit high maintenance. And we had just bought a house in 2020 as well. And so there was just a lot of things that maybe we hadn't thought all the way through that we didn't think were going to be as much. Not that it's been like an issue, but it definitely takes an adjustment process. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's been an adjustment for sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's mostly fulfilling. There, There are like moments in some days where I'm like, oh, this is so hard. But for the most part, I love it. That's so great. And you were talking a little bit about how you, you basically had this midwife um, before you were, you knew who your midwife would be even before you were pregnant. And mm-hmm. so um, when it comes to even seeking a booth, a birth boot camp instructor, um, when, when is a good time to kind of go through those classes? Because I mean, there are some people like you that are like, I'm going to plan ahead. Well, for mm-hmm. other people that are like, mm, I'll get to it when I get to it. Like, what is the last, like the, 
when you're really cutting it close like give us a like um, a, a theoretical deadline well so it, I mean it all depends it depends on a lot of things so at birth boot camp we have a couple different like classes so we have a 10-week comprehensive course a six-week hospital course a five-week um hospital or not, not hospital birth center and home birth um course and then we have like we have one called basic training and it's basically a seven hour class um, that you can do in one day and it's i mean a very 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 condensed version of kind of probably of the comprehensive um like i mean very 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 condensed and so it just depends i mean there are people um, I'm actually starting a private hospital class next week for a girl who's due like mid January, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so we're cutting it a little bit close there. I would say, I mean, ideally, like as a first time mom, I will always recommend the comprehensive course. So that's, I mean, that's a 10 week commitment. Um, it's once a week for 10 weeks. And so I would say probably 25 weeks like at the latest would be um like a good time to start that class so i mean ideally you know ahead of time that you want some sort of you know a high quality education on birth yeah but at the same time um i mean if you do decide you know three weeks before your due date that <laughs> you want a class like that there are options there as well Right. Okay, cool. So it could be anything as extensive as 10 weeks. And then for those that are just, they really put it on the back burner, that <laughs> seven hour course, that is your, that's your sweet spot right there. It's where you could at least, you won't be too shocked um, yeah. doing your birthing process. Yeah. Okay. And so is the, um, your process to become a birth camp, uh, a boot camp instructor? How was that? Like, so say for instance, somebody is interested in doing that line of work. And I know you you were specifically under a, like a certain company. So I guess it may dif differ, but um, what was that process like? Do you do a regular application? Like when you go to like a college, like a state college or something, like what does that look like? Um, so it's just like, I had to sign up, um, I think answer a few questions and then kind you know, kind of get accepted, but it's not like they really turn down people. I mean, unless your, your reason for wanting to become an instructor is just something terrible. Like I don't see why they would tell someone no. Um, I also don't see why a lot of people would just want to be going into the world of birth. Yeah. <laughs> just because, um, and so you sign up, you have to pay the fee. I don't remember what it was. I think like $500. Mm -hmm. um, and then they give you, so one thing that sets birth boot camp apart. So I don't know. So birth boot camp is like one big company. So they have instructor trainings, doula trainings and postpartum doula trainings, like I said. And so like to be a birth boot camp instructor, you have to go to one of their trainings. And so while I am like affiliated with birth boot camp, my company like liberated labor and delivery is not a birth boot camp. Does that make sense? Like I'm not yes, like, that makes sense. Birth boot yes. camp. It's just the training that I, that I did. But you um, have your own being, entity. Yes. That being said, I mean, they are, they are phenomenal. Like all the, the headquarters team there, um, very helpful. Any questions that I have, like are always answered. Um, and so while you're not like 
technically like part of their company, you are at the same time. Like we still have to keep up certifications um, and that kind of stuff. So anyway, one thing that sets them apart is that there's um, like pre-training requirements kind of. So we had to do, I had to read, there was like five books and do like, not really like a book report, just, you know, mostly like, like a paragraph or two about like what I learned that would help me be a better teacher um, for each of those books. And then there was, I had to watch, so we have online courses as well. So I had to watch the online course and like answer questions about it. And then there was like a whole other, like a 12 page study guide. Um, And then, so we finished that, you have to finish that, I think like a week before the training, then you go to a training, they have online trainings and they have them all over the place, um, honestly. And so we went to Utah just because I wanted to do an in-person one. Um, and the next in-person one in Texas was in like this November. And I was like, yeah, I wow, want to be teaching such a long time. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's still a pretty small company, so it's not like they've got them like, you know, every other day. Yeah. That's understandable. I think. So we went to Utah, um, did the training there as a three-day training. So we go over the curriculum for each of the courses that we do. Um, and then at the end we take a test. And so that was it. You're saying that so relaxed, but <laughs> I'm just, I can't wrap my head around doing three days of like work, like having to fully understand, even if I did all the pre-work before, and then at the end of the three days, they're like, all right, it's time for you to get tested on. You're so amazing in that. I just want to let you know that because there are plenty of people, myself included, that would be like, I don't know what to tell you. I guess uh, I'm out of the boot camp. Sorry about it. <laughs> I know. I well, like, I mean, obviously, you kind of have to prepare really well, like in order to even like qualify to go to the training that you've already paid for and everything you have yeah. to do, like submit all these assignments. And so like, I knew that I was prepared, but I was still like, oh my God, what if I don't pass? Yeah. Oh my God, this is a waste of money. Like they were like, you're going to be fine. <laughs> like, you don't know that. You just don't, you just don't know. And I, I finished my test and they were like, it's one of the best scores we've ever seen. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Look at you. <laughs> oh my God. You're so awesome. Okay. Well then, okay. Let's dive into a little bit of your expertise. So, um, oh what are three things that you want to make sure to tell those that are using your services? Now, whether these are um, people that are pregnant, um, if it's extended support system, what are like two or three things that you're like, you know what, if I can only focus on three things, these are the three things that I'm, I have to make sure sticks in the brains of the people that are coming to me for help. So yeah, I would tell pregnant moms that the pain has a purpose. So, um, it's not like when you just, you know, skin your knee or do something that causes you to be in pain. If that makes sense, there's, you know, your body is preparing to push a baby out. And so that pain during labor is, is helping your body do that and helping your baby. There's a time and a place for everything. So obviously I personally am very passionate about, um, like an unmedicated birth, um, but that's not to say that it's ever wrong to get an epidural or a C-section. There's a time and a place for everything. Um, and you know, the, the point of, sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent per usual. Like, part of the point of, of birth boot camp is providing an education. We're giving you all of the information so that you can make a decision that's best for you. Um, right. at the end of the day, if you know 
all of the pros and cons of getting an epidural and you still want the epidural, that is fantastic. Um, and so I think just telling them, you know, there's a time and a place for everything, no matter what it is, no matter if it's something that you do not want, like you could need it. And so that's something important to remember, I think. And then um, having a like truly supportive support system can make such a big difference. Um, I think that having someone in your birth space that is going to make you nervous and tense up and uncomfortable um, is not conducive for a, I don't want to say pain-free because it's not really a pain-free thing, but you know, like <laughs> when you tense up, you're, cre- you know, you know, the pain spasm pain cycle, like it, it creates more pain. And so yes. if someone is there, like if, right. if your mom is going to stress you out, have a conversation with your mom and say, like, I, I don't think right now is a good time for you to be like, it's hard, but you have to do what's best for you in that, in that instance. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So those are the that three. Makes sense. I feel like those are really good things. And you don't always hear about someone telling you, Hey, like if somebody is stressing you out, they don't have to be in the room because, you know, sometimes you feel obligated. Like my mom has to be in this room. It has to yes. be, that's the way it's supposed to be. And, um, It'll probably be yeah. one of the, like for a mom, I guess, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like choosing the birth process and all of those things will probably be the most, the last, the big, most selfish thing that you do before you actually give birth. <laughs> so yeah. you should, you, it should be like the best case yeah. scenario for you because once the baby is here, it's just like, yes, woo. exactly. Well, and that's what, like, I tell, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty close with like my, my family and stuff, but my mom wasn't in the room with us. We have a great relationship, but I was like, you're going to stress me. Like, it's just not a conducive environment for me. Um, with the first one, like maybe, maybe eventually, but like not right now. Um, right. and so I even had to, you know, she says all the time, like, cause she has five siblings and you know, with five siblings, you guys fight about dumb things all the time. And so she, she has said before, like it, you know, my family is what's most important to me. And right. she said that one time and I had to remind her, I was like, yes, but now I have my own family. Like I can still be one of the most important, not that she's not important to me, but I'm like, yes. like it comes down to it. It's me, my husband and my baby. Like that's, yes. that is my priority. Um, and so, I mean, it just kind of goes back to that, like, we had to do what's best for us in that situation, not making other people happy. And some people do great and they want 16 people in their birth space. And that's, <laughs> you know, good for you. <laughs> that is not me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you transitioned from working full time to be a stay at home mom. And um, just through that process, um, I, like I said before, I don't have any kids I'm not sure if I even want to be a mother but I'm surrounded by so many beautiful blessings in the form of nieces and nephews Mm -hmm. and um I always wonder like um if like what can we do what can we do as support systems to help the mom in that transition and then maybe if there was something that you would have liked earlier on in your journey that can help a mom kind of be like, oh, maybe I should ask for that this time around because I didn't think about it then, if there's anything like that. 
Um, I would say, honestly, like just offering help, um, especially in the very beginning. I mean, even, even several months in just offering like, Hey, I can come over and you can go take a shower or I'll do your laundry or I'll cook it. Like something like that is makes like the world of difference. Um, I know, you know, I, I offered stuff like that to my sister-in-law when she had my first nephew and, um, he's two and a half now. And so back then, obviously I didn't have a kid. And so after having Charlie, I was like, whoa, I did not do enough. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but you, you just, you just don't know until you're in that position. And then, so I think, I mean, I feel like moms never ask for help. I'm never going to like call someone and be like, Hey, I really need you to come do this for me. Like, I just can't do it today. Right. Even though I know that there's, there are a handful of people who, who would absolutely do that for me. I just, we're never going to ask for that help. And so I think just honestly, um, trying to, to change your mindset early enough to be able to ask for help, um, past the initial postpartum phase, because I mean, after a couple of weeks, people kind of stop offering. Um, and so, and, you know, a lot of people, have a hard time with boundaries. And so people will come over and say, Oh, I'll hold the baby and you can do the dishes. I don't want to do the dishes. I want to hold my baby. Like do the dishes. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think, I don't know, maybe practicing, like holding those boundaries, like setting boundaries and actually holding them mm-hmm. um, before you're even in that position where you feel like you shouldn't be asking for help and you, you should be, you can be, there is no shame in asking for help. It's hard. Um, yeah. yeah. I think just setting those boundaries prior to being in that position um, can make a huge difference. Yeah. Um, I think you're saying that, and I think back to a time where one of my friends um, gave birth um, in the spring of 2021 and she was also in school and so like she was like still doing like homework really close to which she gave birth and she was having a hard time doing things and I was like oh, okay well I'll just come over and help and she was just like I feel like because she has an, another kid and she was like once everybody is kind of asleep for the most part, I can do all of this work. Um, but I can't do it a lot any other time. And I was like, well, I'll come over and I'll spend the night for a day or two, however. And then you let me know what you would want me to do. Like if you have to say it out loud and I can transcribe it for you, whatever you need. And so I get there and essentially I just like, I was on rotating duty. So like, she was like, just hold this kid because all he wants to do is just sleep. And I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, a little skin to skin here and there. She would do her work. He would cry. We would rotate. And then that's basically what I ended up doing and just checking in, or I would go over to the house and do dishes. I would do a little cleanup here and there. Um, and I, for me, because I natu- um, that's a part of my love language is active service. It was really great. And now also it's a great opportunity to, you know, obviously check on moms, but also, you know, if you have a close relationship with the baby, it's also a really great time for you guys to kind of bond in that time too, not taking away from the mom or the dad, but also like 
you know, kind of planting the seed early on that like, you know, Auntie Aspen has my back. If I need anything, <laughs> she's going to hold the bottle for me while I watch um, this football game that I went to because my dad is a coach, you know? And so it's all, that's also really nice if you have the flexibility or the ability to. And I always, I, I lately I've been finding a lot of joy in being able to help my friends with kids kind of navigate that so yeah yeah that's I mean I can't imagine how incredibly helpful that is <laughs> sometimes, sometimes one of my friends will come over and she's like, what do you want me to do yeah why I think it's important to to ask like not just say like oh let me know if you need anything because we're not going to do that we're not going to let you know yeah <laughs> conducive than saying you know when someone's two days postpartum, let me know if you need anything. Oh yeah, I will. And then they, they're not, they're not going to, they're just not. <laughs> most people aren't. <laughs> Some maybe are better at that, but most people aren't. Um, okay. And so before we close up, I have lately been really enjoying asking this question because the Blank Project is a podcast where, you know, you quite literally fill in the blank with whatever we need or want wherever we are in life. So right now, if you could fill in the blank space for yourself, what would you fill it up with? Um, yeah, what would you fill that that blank space up with? <laughs> um, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> <laughs> High quality, uninterrupted sleep. <laughs> but, you know, I say my husband took to see his mom a few weekends ago I woke mm-hmm. up every two hours I was in a king-size bed all by myself and still woke up every two hours why Look at that I don't know <laughs> you should have took some melatonin or something just knocked yourself so down. <laughs> <laughs> well is there any way that I can support you in getting more sleep like what do I need to do do we need to find you a perfect melatonin we need to what if, <laughs> I'll come over and watch Charlie Boyd and we could just hang out <laughs> get your nap in or something. Uh, that would be great. <laughs> I would gladly oblige. I have a little book for him. So I'm like, yes, this would be a double, oh. a double present. <laughs> no, I think that's really good. Well, my hope and my prayers were that you get some type of sleep at some point in time. Um, (laughs) before we sign off is there anything else that you want to make sure that you drop like anything else you want to make sure that you hit on are you good um I think yeah I think you're good too I think you did a really great job um and so for those of you that are in the Houston area in the Katy area and you're interested in um you know a, a boot camp, a birth boot camp instructor, so on and so forth. Um, where can they get in contact with you? Um, I am on Instagram at Liberated LND. Um, and then on Facebook, mm-hmm. um, Liberated Labor and Delivery. Um, and they can go to my website if they want to, liberatedlnd.com. Awesome. That's so exciting. Well, I'm so happy for you and I'm celebrating in advance for all your success in 2022. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye.